We're live. Bones, a culture of thrones, set ablaze by the majority. Tired of complacency, ready for the anarchy, because what's left to lose? Everything is lost. Time to turn to the new. Stand in your ground, hold it. Good evening, everybody. You are tuned in to the Leon Block. Um, we're bringing you something special tonight that we are going to do on a, a weekly basis uh, every Wednesday uh, at 6 Central. Uh, we're going to be doing a podcast called Wrongfully Convicted. Uh, and with me uh, tonight and probably most Wednesday nights I have with me is Marvina Haynes. Uh, who is the the founder of Minnesota wrongfully convicted judicial reform. Um, Also, she has a a brother, Marvin Haynes, who she is fighting for as well, who is wrongfully convicted. Uh, And I'm so, it's such a pleasure to have you here with me, Marvina. Um, And we also have Bud, who will be, I think he had something happen. Hopefully he comes back. but I want Marvina to go ahead and, and let her people know who you are, Marvina. Hello, everyone. My name is Marvina Haynes. My pronouns are she, her. My organization, I'm the founder of Minnesota Wrongfully Convicted Judicial Reform. And as Chess said, I also have a brother who has been wrongfully incarcerated for the last 18 years. So we started using our voice to advocate for not only my family, but other families who are currently wrongfully incarcerated are totally innocent. No, and and thank you, because you you do such amazing work, and not even just with wrongfully convicted, uh, but also as well for people that are out here uh, on parole and probation uh, and, and fighting for them as well, because people they don't they're voiceless as well because people think that they're on parole or you know we say that we want that second chance america is so about that giving people second chances but when it really comes down to it we realize that uh that second chance in life sometimes is a lot harder to achieve than what it really looks like uh, and we've experienced that with just situations here in minneapolis with you know there's uh, first of all, before we even get into a conversation, let, let's introduce Mr. Bud Whitehorn uh, and, and tell the people who you are. How you doing, everybody? Uh, my name is Bud Whitehorn. I'm in Rochester. Um, I'm a community liaison here in Rochester. We uh, created this position back in uh, 2021. Somebody to represent the uh, African-American or the Black community in Rochester um, to bridge that gap um, with altercations with uh, the Rochester Police Department and also to um, to engage and um, create relationships to to tackle um, 
the community problems through uh, advocation. Uh, also, uh, co-founder a group called um, Community Engagement Response Team, CERTS, as well. Yes, and y'all do very, very great work. I, I know I've seen you guys did uh, after there was a, a murder in downtown Rochester. I see yeah. that you guys set up on the weekends and yeah. we'll be doing activities during bar hours. I really love that, uh, you know, with cutting people's hairs and yeah. just bringing unity where uh, it, it's really needed sometimes. And I think people really don't fully comprehend of. Yeah. So what we did, um, somebody was murdered downtown in the summer of 2021. And we formed a group of, of um, volunteers that are of influential individuals individuals in the community we had uh people that had, was coaches uh we had people that used to be in the streets um uh, ex-gang members and uh people some some of um just old school teachers that had influence through it, different areas and we formed a team and we our mission was to shift the culture the culture of like you said to create unity instead of um you know that guy got killed downtown from a dice game so what happened was instead of somebody trying to, it started with an argument and um, instead of somebody trying to break up or, you know, to at that point they could have tried to intervene. Um, they didn't say anything. And then it got into a fight. They didn't break the fight up. Instead of breaking the fight up, they pulled the cameras out. So this is the culture we're dealing with right now. You don't want to intervene. You don't want to break the fight up, but you don't want to create peace. You rather, um, stream it on social media and make and, and, and ridicule it. So we um, we went down there to shift the culture and create bring love back into the community. We was going down there every Friday and Saturday night for four months in 2021, um, from the end of May until September, and um, we went down there to shift that culture and create create relationships and pretty much keep the police out of our business to, to police our community ourselves and um and also show the police how to police us. And I thought we uh we did a pretty good job. There was no arrests. That was um and and what we found out is um that they did that the police was able to stay out of our way and they were letting us um do our thing, man. And um uh, and shout out to Rochester Police Department for uh, understanding that it's going to take us to save us and get, be uh, willing to want uh, to try something different. So it was a lot of times that um, a lot of the business owners that they didn't understand what we were doing, gave us a little pushback. They was able to step in to, uh, to let us stay down there. And it was a lot, it wasn't easy, but out of those four months, we, uh, we stopped a lot of possible sexual assaults. We stopped, a, we broke up a lot of fights. We broke up uh, a lot of, uh, different uh, situation where somebody could have got hurt. And um, at the end of the summer, what we found out is that people started mimicking our behavior. So we felt like mission was accomplished. So we didn't have to go back. So I have Darnell is, is on the phone. Um, can you, can you say hello Darnell? Hey, how you doing? Can you guys hear him? Hello Darnell. What's up? What's up? What's up? Man, what's up, bud? What's the business? Man, you know same thing, man. Man, I told you, man. Time to go 
people, man. I'll get it. No, so can you you get into the the details of your how you were your of your crime of your wrongful conviction of basically just lay out the. Yeah. Okay, if you look at the crime scene, 
they got some type of brown powder on the table, and then they got a needle on the floor with some reddish liquid in it, pumping blood and water. But what they don't have at the crime scene is a lighter and water if this man pulls a shot some dope. You're going to need that. The spoon looked brand new, so it wasn't burnt or nothing. The cotton looked brand new, clean, white as snow. Now, the roommate, he gonna say, when he called 911 and told the dispatcher this, I just got home and I found my roommate unresponsive. So he said, he, he don't know what happened, he don't know nothing. He just found him unresponsive and gave a phone to another resident in that place. But two years later, all of a sudden, I think the police and the investigators and the prosecutor get with him. They concoct this story. They said the man told the roommate said he went to the wife. My wife said that Dan told him, oh, I feel good. I just did some heroin. And that was, that was my, I met with my guy. He never said he met with me. He said, I met with my guy. That was him in the room. Oh, and I did some heroin. And I could just be when you just told these, uh, you just told the dispatcher, you don't even know what's wrong. You don't even know what's going on. But not two years later, you gonna say the man told you this? How can he tell you? He did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was the first lady the the crime scene. If you get the crime scene report and other interviews, you will see this officer name, Officer Travis Richard. He gonna tell he gonna tell McGuire that hey. They got to worry about me. We got your back. And it's imperative that he get charged with this case. What do you mean by imperative? Now, this is people. I got anything to do with this. They don't even bring me into this place until the next year. This is when they introduced me into this. You know, when they looked at the surveillance video, it showed me that. Right. Two hours before this man died. So now they putting their little scheme together. But if you look at the police report, this guy named David Michael Lambert said that him and McGuire, who is the roommate, took the man off the bed with his eyes open and tried to do CPR on him and get his eyes closed. He could have died then. Plus, he had, then had some underlying issues on the health side. His liver was swollen, his lung was congested, the right was 700 of the fluid, the left was 560. So he had some issues, a tumor on, it, on his liver. So the man had some issues. Now, me and my brother, we did this. I did a three way, and I told I told my brother to call the coroner's office. When I called the coroner's office, I told him that I was
Okay. I like to know that he ain't dying no more heroin overdose, but I want to know what he died. Really died of? She said, "No, he died of cirrhosis at New Orleans." I'm like, "What?" So I tell my lawyer this, and they don't do nothing about it. They don't do nothing about it. So now I go to trial. Now I don't get none of this. Crime report, none of this until after I get convicted. I got convicted in in March. I don't get this kind of crime scene report stuff until September 12th of 2016. Now, I go to, now I'm going to court. I go, I take an omnibus here. I I, I, I contest the omnibus. Now we in the contested honor The state don't present no no evidence or nothing. And quite naturally, I don't I don't uh don't introduce no evidence. But the judge Wallace, Kathy M. Wallace, she gonna bond it over for trial. She gonna talk about we if we are on a strong suspicion that you might have could have done it. So we gonna leave it up to a jury to decide. Hold on, lady. Where is the evidence at to bond me over? Did nobody say they saw me sell no drugs? Did nobody tell me? Did nobody see the man even use no drugs? So how could you say that I sold this man some drugs? Now the statute stipulates the statute is six oh nine point one ninety five. They say anybody who sells delivery bargain or exchange deliver a minister distribute a class one or two narcotics is guilty of a third degree murder. Mm-hmm. They never charged me with no type of drug crime. They charged me with a straight murder like I shot the man up and the man died. Never charged me with a drug crime. So how did I pull the gay this man to hell? Y'all said I sold him hell, man. But <laughs> ain't no proof of it. Ain't nobody said nothing. Now, the uh the pathologist who did the autopsy on this guy, he said to call the death acute heroin alcohol intoxication. Don't know which one caused his death. He said he could have died of a uh he could have died of alcohol poisoning. Just as well he could have died of some heroin. But it wasn't even a legal dose a heroin in his system. See, what they fail to realize is when you're a heroin user, you're going to have metabolites of morphine in your system from days ago. That's why when he said one month is a poppy seed in his system because the man didn't do no drugs. He didn't do that heroin, what is supposed to be heroin, in the room. And do you know when they tested that stuff? 14 months later. They didn't catch it at the scene, because if you get the crime, if you get the crime scene report, you will see that this officer named Brian, Rosell, and William Cartel, they don't say that they have no nick kit to test whatever that stuff was in that room. Right. So so they don't test this stuff till March You have one minute remaining. And they arrested me March 4th of 2016. 
Yes, sir. Can you? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. We'll be. We'll be I'll be waiting for So we're gonna have Mr. McDaniel's call. He's gonna call back. Uh, I don't think. Are you still there, Marvina? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was something wrong with the sounds or what. Didn't know if it was my connection or not. Yeah, sometimes the, our connection, we, we get a little messed up, but... Uh, Somebody should be right back. Hold on a second. There we go. Okay. okay well, I'm so sorry about that. I don't know what just happened. It's independent media. This is what happens, man. It, it happens. So we have Mr. McDaniels back on the phone. And the I just had one question um, before you continue is why, why a judge and, and not a jury when it came down to trial? I got to put him on speaker. Prejudice and racist. Yeah. So I knew she was. So I had to take a chance to prove she was. First, I tried to get her removed off my case. I'm not going to this lady five times. She put the one on me. She had said they had proper cause to come arrest me. Thank you. 
Okay. So they set up an ice steam. So when they set their steam up, when they see our action, he never come, he never approached me, never said nothing to me or nothing and bought some drugs from a white female. That he didn't know, that didn't nobody tell him to, and all this and that. Another setup. So seven months later, they come arrest me, said, I got a conspiracy and a conspiracy to a third degree sale. I'm like, how's that? Who I sold some drugs to? Nobody. When you look at the family thing, and when I went to trial, I took a 12-person trial. That's why I don't trust Olmstead County, period. 12 Europeans, they looking at this video, they seeing this man bad drug for somebody else, going by, going by their business. This girl don't come with me. This girl don't leave with me. And then they don't even arrest the person who sold the drugs. They come arrest me. It's been 51 months in trial. And I went to the appeals court and all this and that. No good. I've still got convicted, still committed in the appeals court. This is rigged. Minnesota is rigged against brothers of color. How you going to give me a sale and a conspiracy when ain't nobody on this case but me? And, I, and then you know this girl sold the drugs and the CRI said it on the stand. The police don't say, well, we know who she is, but we ain't got enough evidence to arrest her. <laughs> what the hell do you mean you ain't got enough evidence to arrest her? She the one made the sale, not me. So why you didn't arrest her? So she could tell you that I sent her. But see, it's tight, because you know I ain't had nothing to do with it. You know, already knew that dude was a rat. So I didn't, I didn't mess with him. They had some of them. They set it up again. So I took that 51 months. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to figure out a way how I'm going to get them back. So they just did this to me again in 2016. This time, I said, I'm going to take a finish trial because they got to go by the law. Right. You understand? The jury's got to, they can go on their feelings and emotions, but the judge got to follow the law. And she did not follow the law because she used to be a prosecutor and she was doing the prosecutor's work. That judge, folks, listen to the fact. Now, if you look, if you listen, uh, if you look at that video, if you listen to that 911 call, and if you read that, that police interview of, this, uh, of the night they questioned, how could it be that you want to arrest me? Because you know I'm a drug dealer, but everybody else in this house, you don't arrest. So you don't arrest me for a year later. So a year later, put it. But how? You folks have evidence. Over hell, a person said, I saw him sell it to him. I know what he sold it to him in. I know how much he paid. All this to get a third degree murder charge on me. They didn't do nothing. The only witness said, I ain't see him buy no drugs. I ain't see him use no drugs. Because you know what, man? The man didn't use no drugs. You know. Yeah, yeah but he, he didn't die of a heroin overdose. 
And see, that's what I, I want to get into more because you're you were never charged when it came to the overdose with sales. No, no. Just with the death. They convict me of my past. All they were talking about was my past, and I ain't even take no no state. They hit me with a hearsay, and they convict me on on some sprinkle. Yep, I I, I was Two just looking days. at that. Two games didn't even pull the introduce against me. That just don't seem right to me either. Right.
sitting here watching TV. Now, the only chair in that room, if you get the crime scene photo, the only chair in the room is over there by the, the roommates in front of the foot of his bed. So if the man was at the desk, said, he said he, he couldn't see what he was doing because it looked like he was writing something down. How could you be shooting dope writing something down? Look like you're writing. You got to angle yourself to get to the pain in your arm to shoot up. Now, they found a little prick, a little pin in his finger. They're trying to say he shot the dope in his finger. Ain't no pain in his finger. Don't no expert shoot no dope in no finger. Don't nobody do that. That's a thousand dope things. And I'll tell you this. Right. Don't shoot no dope in your finger. And you know. So, if you look at the crime scene, the only chair in the room is over the back of the by the roommates. So, how could he be at the desk doing something when only children over there by you? He had to be sitting over there by you. You understand? But you don't see no drugs. You don't see none of this until you come back from calling 911. Then he gonna say how he saw it. It was some paper or something on the desk. And he got to moving around wondering what happened. And uh, then that's when he told you spotted the drugs so i know you sent a lot of this to marvina right so okay this this is what i want to do i i want to do another interview with you're not even and it won't even we're not even a part two of this because i want to be able to to show people exactly what you're talking about so because from what I'm understanding and what I'm reading and what you're saying, you should not be behind bars right now. You should not be incarcerated. So and and right. No, and I, you know what's crazy is I totally understand of being, you know, somebody from Rochester, you know, up in that area. Um, and I know how they come at us. And, and what I mean by us is we can, we have that jacket. And if they ain't going to get us on something, they're going to get us on something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely want to help any way that I can. Um, I, what I want to do is I want to get everything that Marvina has and I want to be able to show it the, and especially like the picture. So people get the picture and not just see it by your words because. Right. That's why I was telling Marvina. I got to show them what I'm saying. Right. Show this to him. That's why I told Bud to turn over the 
You have one minute remaining. If you get all that, if you get all that, then we can walk through this. Yes, I... I, I do. I, I, I do want to walk through this. So give me a couple of days. I will get up with Marvina tomorrow. Call Marvina tomorrow and we, we're going to set something up where we'll walk through all of this and to be able to show the people. Uh, so let's let's set that up. Let's let's do this. I will I will get all of that tomorrow from Marvina um, and we will touch base, brother. Thank you so much. And I Yes, and we will we nonstop. We will I will be working on this. So I, I you got me, you got the viewers, uh you got Bud, you got Marvina. So and I know you got there's Audrey Robbins is on here. There's some other people that said to you that they loved you. Um you oh, damn. Uh, so I I do want to be able to walk through this because what I heard is an injustice. Um, and just looking at what I could find online uh, from the appeals, I, I have a lot of questions that what that obviously have not been answered. Um, yeah, Chad, this, um, this has been a tough one, man. Um, he was convicted from everything they have is, is circumstantial. Everything right. They have no no power, no straight evidence. Anything he really was convicted by his background, so this has been a tough um, few years for him, man. And they, they really had nothing, absolutely nothing. And um, the paperwork that I'm gonna send out and point out all the misconduct and all the um, everything that they failed to. Um, I wish he. I don't know if he answered. You asked why he didn't take a jury trial. He said, "Yeah, no." He said that he picked a judge because they got to go by the law. They got to go by the law, absolutely. So then, you know, another factor of that is here in Rochester. You know, we're not gonna have a jury of our peers, man. Right. We're not gonna have one black person on that jury, man. And that's been oh. happening too many, too, I'm way too often here in Rochester. So our best shot is to take the bench trial. Right. No. And and, and he got he, he he didn't it didn't work, man, because of um they didn't they didn't operate inside of the law. You know, and even going back to. The, when he talked about his first conviction of how he, they didn't have no evidence then, but they yeah. wanted him so bad, so he took a deal. Yeah. I I get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of, yeah. Like Even, yeah. you know, my own brother, uh, yeah. speaking on, you know, not a lot of people know, but, you know, my brother's looking at 30 years of life. Yeah, for, I know. For, for hearsay shit. You know yeah, what I'm I know, saying? Man. So, I've been praying for him too, man. I know, uh, man. I, I definitely I, I appreciate that, but it's it's there's so many people that I grew up with in Rochester. Yeah, that I see every day. You know, there's other ones that have, have made it out, but they still got that target on their back. Still got the target, man. It's they're waiting. They're just Rochester police or Olmstead County. They're just waiting for somebody to make the wrong step so that they can get them. So, so what I say is, 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 is I, and then because you know it'll be a turnaround. You know we can, right. uh, we 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 got the um the people that went back when I was on the streets twenty years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Um, then you got the new, the new cops that's coming in, the detectives and everything. But I think the real target comes from the system, not right. from the county or the state. It's the system, and this is what I, uh, this is what we're fighting against. 
And this is why we need to call them out. And this is why we can't, we cannot, uh, and I agree with uh with uh Darnell when he said we can't let him go. You know, this is something even he might he he'll be coming home next year. But right. we still can't stop the fight, man. Because the problem is, like you said, they um they give you a plea bargain to feel like that you gotta accept it because you ain't got nobody. If you ain't got one of these high profile lawyers, lawyers, um, you feel like you don't have a fight, you know, right. and then you end up um giving them this this big uh 75% conviction rate. You know and what I mean? Cog in the system. Yeah, exactly. That, that's all it is. We're, we're, exactly. we're cogs in a system because uh, that's why I'm thankful for programs like New Way, yeah. uh, Sports Mentorship Academy that yeah. prevent that attempts to prevent these type yeah. of things happening to our our, our kids. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there needs to be more of that. There needs to be more preventable measures. Yeah. Uh, because our our youth can be saved, you know. Darnell could have been saved, um, and and what I mean by that is is saved is that we feel them opportunities aren't there. You mm -hmm. know, we get we get out of prison, and you know, we go get a job, and yeah. then you know something happens, and that that boss don't want to understand him, our POs don't want to understand him. So another factor on it, another factor on that, not to cut you off, sorry, brother. Um Chaz, but but um another factor is what happens. I mean, what what don't get addressed is what the prison do to us. Right. That underlying mental illness or I mean mental health and trauma that, that the prison caused. So what happens is they break you down, but they don't have the programming and um to build you back up. No, and what happens don't. is um um the parole and the, the, the parole, the community and the um probations, they're set up to um to put just to, to watch over you until you hang yourself again and they don't do a whole lot of help and it's something we've been addressing a lot in the community of rochester i'm sure all across the nation how the um they dropping the ball on inmates and that's what's driving this recidivism rate up right you know they come home and you have a post incarceration syndrome where you're trying to um you have this so social awkwardness you know um life society has um, changed since they left you got to adjust to, to um, you know, job interviews and, and technology has changed and, and they just throw you out here without with minimum, minimum program. And this is something I feel like that needs to be addressed as well, man. Because I see a lot, I work with a lot of people every day that um, with just that, you know, that um, that post-incarceration syndrome that uh, you come home and, and you really don't know what to do. So you end up doing something to go back in unconsciously. Right. And and that's where it be too. And I'm I'm glad you point that out because there is, you know, my PO I is still out of Rochester uh, out of Rochester. Yeah. Uh, and I talk to her on, on a monthly and yeah. there's not a lot that she can really do because the resources aren't there. Exactly. Um, um, exactly. You have people and, and I'm gonna and these are her words. Um that you have a lot of lawmakers that don't want to put themselves or don't even want to go to the, the predicaments or the situations that are, uh, we face yeah. and instead just want to write legislation that they oh, yeah. is going to help, but really it's just a bandaid. It's a bandaid that well, that's because the money ain't into the money ain't in the, in the, in the help, in, in the solution. It's in the, just the bandaid and the, the, the temporary fixes. That's right. where the money is, you know, because um, 
Yeah, that's a whole nother subject, man. That we can talk is, about man. that for hours. <laughs> right. We can talk oh. about that for hours, man. But uh man, this is a beautiful uh thing that y'all doing here, man. This is uh this podcast is channel, man. I, I ain't know nothing about it, man. I'm I'm definitely gonna support it, man. I'm Thank to the you. fullest, man. Anything I can do, man. Um anything um I can set up too, man. I can get people on here, man. If you just tell yes, my name, I'll get together. Making a, uh I don't really post where I'm going. Too okay. often, but I will be in Rochester Saturday. Okay, okay. For the grand opening of uh, SMA. Yeah. Yes, I, I SMA is a special place in my heart. Yeah, uh, always yeah. will. So I definitely want to be there for that opening, and I will be there. Yeah, um, I, I, I fortunately, I, even though I'm, you know, that's my that's my brother, my, my yes. big brother. We we do everything together. I'll be um in Chicago for a funeral, man, uh, for that. Uh, for the grand opening, but man, uh, if there's any opportunities or anything you want me to do to help with this movement, man, I'm man, count me in all the way, man. I I, I wish I'd have knew you had this platform in advance, man. I would have been been on top of it, man. You know what's uh, I know Marvino, she wants to do this every Wednesday, so oh, I'm more than welcome to join, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I yeah. would love that to to have somebody else on here, and, and as well, I also want to I want to set up events. Uh, okay, you know, I think me and Marvina were talking about that earlier. Yeah, uh, doing an event of maybe going to the state capitol, getting these families together so that their voices are heard. That oh yeah, stories are heard because they, especially with Darnell, you know, they shouldn't be nobody at that age should be sitting in prison. And they didn't do nothing. Oh yeah, and it's a whole other factor of what's been going on with him too. He uh, it's been some uh, health issues that um that they had some neglect with the, okay. the Department of Corrections. That's a whole other fight. I think Marvin can tell you a little bit more about that. Um, that we're trying to get um, he's lost some body parts from from neglect um on on behalf of the Department of Corrections. So that's a whole other fight as well. But he's just been. He, I agree with you, man. He, he you know at this age. Um, he he's being convicted for something that they had no. I mean, they had not, nothing. Everything they had was all circumstantial, man. And it's it's been a tough road for him. Really tough, man. But um, yeah, man, I appreciate you having me, man. I I I, I be here every Wednesday, man. And if you know, if you think of somebody that I mean, if you want to have conversation with some legislators, some senators, or whoever, man, you know, you know who down here. Right, you know, we can get them on here, put them in the hot seat. Hey, and I know, hey, the barber, I know, I see what y'all doing with the barbershop, too. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I would yeah. love to collab. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Definitely. Man. That's that's you what, know what we're gonna do. That some one of the big one of the um, one of the um, the next things we're gonna be doing on barbershop talk is um, talk about these overdoses, man, the fitting mm, right. epidemic, man. We got to cover that, man, because we losing a lot of little ones, man. We yes, losing we a lot of our kids, man. And uh, we're gonna cover that, and uh, we're trying to get some, uh, get a team of the right people together, man. So yeah, we we we'll, we'll keep you in tune with that too. Yes, thank you, thank you so much for being on, and I and I look forward to doing this with you. So yeah, no problem, man. I be here Wednesdays, man. I, I'm I'm y'all got me here, man. I'm All right. that's where my heart is, man. My heart, my heart always been with the people, man. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, well, so you guys already know what it is. We'll be here next Wednesday, six o'clock. Tune in. Wrongfully convicted. Brought to you by the Leon Block. You guys have a great night.